it's time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. It is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast, a special grand final edition. I am Paul Kosadka, Paulie G, back with you this week after a few weeks off. Feeling pretty refreshed, looking forward to the grand final. No Sydney teams, um, but still should be uh, a great game. Andrew Moldock, Molinaroli joining us. Mate, Manly, probably not going quite as far as you would have hoped, but a bit of a controversial uh, result there in week one of the finals. Uh, Manly in the grand final, mate. I don't know what you're talking about. Under 20s, that's all we're here to talk about. Is that, is that right? Under 20s, is that all? That's all we care about, right? Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Manly lost fair and square. I'm not going to be one of those guys who sit and whinge. Um. It, it, yeah. It weren't good enough. We had, we had enough points. Or sorry, chances to put points on Penrith and just couldn't. But um. Yeah. Looking forward to the grand final. It should be a good one. And Peter Hanscom joining us, mate. Uh, how have you in, enjoyed the finals? I think Andrew had the best uh, sledge of the year when he said when the Cowboys got through, he said, well, that could have been the Dragons. Well, that's it. Well, I don't think the Saints would have showed the same amount of tenacity and teamwork and, and so on that the Cowboys have over the last few weeks. They've been outstanding. I was out of the Parramatta Cowboys game. Um, where the Parramatta were massive favourites for some reason. I thought the Cows were going to get up and and sure enough, they did. I've been super impressed with them. And someone like Michael Morgan, you know, there hasn't been enough superlatives about him in the last few weeks. He's been outstanding. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, the under-20s were uh, disappointing. The Saints getting knocked out of that last week. I was hoping they'd be in the grand final, but uh, well, next year, they say. And um, we've been putting all the money ball um previews and predictions on the app um so we're going to talk about the grand final in a bit of detail from a fantasy lens a little bit later on the show but first let's look at the super coach season that was um top players paul gallon clearly the outstanding performer this season um obviously not playing origin this year able to play all the way through 1825 total points really did dominate from the Trebovich boys and you guys that were probably good, um, a good price really um, heading into the season. Jake sixteen eighty seven, Tom sixteen seventy nine, both of them um, coming through for um, the owners that plucked them early. Yeah, but I mean, they showed glimpses, you know, the past couple of seasons that, that they're going to be long term super coach uh, keepers. I mean, they are going to start playing Origin now, but you need to. Get them in the get get them in the team, just like Gallon. You know, I was I'm an anaring all season, um, just because of his price. But you know, once you get him in there, once you you just you can bank on him. You can you know, he's a captain choice uh, option most weeks. And yeah, it's um yeah with the Boys brothers. Um yeah, I'll be getting them in one of the first picks next year. Yeah, Gallon. You know, close to 140 points higher than Jake Traborovich, and then they're all pretty similar um, up until, well, Jordan Rapana. You've got guys like Nathan Cleary just behind Tom Traborovich, Pete, and he kicks goals. He had some massive scores. He's pretty much becoming the half-to-own. He is. He's very, very, very good value. 
um, performs every week, and particularly with um, the injury to Jonathan Thurston this year, is missing half the season. And as we know, Pippa Cronk's not a not a big performer at Supercoach. So Nathan Cleary's been absolutely, you know, a great buy for Pippa if you got onto him early early enough in the season. And he's been extremely consistent, as you said, goal kicker as well. The kids, and he's only going to get better. There's not going to be this is his second year, I think. So no second year syndrome next year, and he's going to get better. He'll be up the top of the super, up towards the top of Supercoach once again. I would expect. The man that's causing havoc over the um, finals campaign for the Cowboys, leading uh, basically one of their leaders, Jason Tamalolo, 16.57, right up there in the top five best performers all year. Um, Simon Mannering, we know what he does. Whether the Warriors are playing good or bad, he's a consistent force, super coach wise, 16.37. And a bit of a surprise, perhaps, Andrew, but Jordan Rapana, 16.35 total. I guess he had a few of those big scores, but certainly offsetting the, the risk of, of some of his lower scores when you look at that final result and realise, yes, he is really the best centre and winger to own. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, he had a couple of bad weeks there. Um, when he was scoring below 50, but, you know, it doesn't take him long to, to bounce back. I think it was maybe three week, weeks below 50, and then, yeah, he, he bounced back with a big score. So he'll be back again next year with, um I think, you know, Canberra having a probably better year than they did this year. Four Dragons next, Pete, Paul Vaughan, Tim Laffey, Gareth Widdop and Jack DeBellin. Um, interesting, I guess, some might say due to the fact that not, you weren't really that affected by origin. Maybe that has something to do with it, as well as the emphasis Paul McGregor earlier in the year, anyway, put on attack. That's exactly right. Well, as you said earlier in the year, the Dragons were flying, and like Gallon, like Paul Vaughan wasn't um, selected for origin. Um, and Widdop and Laffey, of course, because their nationality aren't uh, available for origin. And, uh, yeah, DeBellin, I thought, was was on the edge of origin selection. But, uh, yeah, I thought, honestly, I thought Bourne and DeBellin were the most consistent across the season. Lafay, great number of offloads, so you get bonus points for that. But um, he, had his, he had his very good days and some average days as well. And Widdop was a little bit like that as well. If he, if he was on song, he great. But uh, when he wasn't, it was, um, it was painful as well. High scores, <laughs> helping lifting him up, much like Rapana. Notable mentions, David Nofalume, Angus Crichton, Cameron Smith, amazing considering the games that he missed with Origin and, and even um, rested a couple of times. And Nathan Brown, I think, deserves a mention for the uh, from the Eels. And even Daly Cherry Evans, only three points behind Brown. If you look at it from an average perspective, um, a guy we might talk about a little bit later um, and when looking at 2018 is Brody Croft. He dominated those four games he played to have um, clearly um, a top point per game, 676.75. Tommy Javorovic, 76.32. Remember, he missed some games through injury. Paul Gallen, well, obviously, with his 18.25 totals and 76 um, points per game. Tamalolo, Smith, Mannering all up there. Jake was a little bit lower. Um, Widdop, Sean Johnson, obviously um, going down injured. Um, being back next year, you'd want to look at him as well in the halves because his points per game actually higher um, than Nathan Cleary, who finished above him. Um, also, Rapana, who we mentioned, Anthony Milford is up there, and that aforementioned Cleary in the averages. Um, points per minute, I think this is an interesting one, guys, um, and especially if we're looking forward to next year, but leading the points per minute um, for players that played 
you know, more than a couple of games, is Tavita Pangai Jr., Andrew, at 1.46, um, averaging 26 minutes per game. So you think if you get a bit of an uptick there, he, he could be someone to um, can consider as a cheaper option next year. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. And, you know, he'll probably get some more um, minutes next year with some of the uh, the forwards leaving. So, I mean, Martin Tapao's on, on 1.3, and that's that's pretty good. And he seemed to be managed uh, a bit later on in the season. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, Pango Jr. is definitely someone to watch. Um, like I said, with, with, the, uh, with the forwards that are leaving, he's probably going to... You know, with a season under his belt, get more minutes and, and score more points. Paul Vaughan um, finished at 1.43, so that was an amazing effort for a guy playing, you know, 47 and a half minutes. Some of those smaller guys only playing a couple of games come after them, and then you get to Joe Hoffman and Goway, another Broncos player, Martin Tapao, who's Andrew mentioned, Daniel Alvaro. Pete, that's a guy I really like for the Eels, and it's just a matter of him getting more than 37 minutes a game, and he could be a real a money spinner next year. Absolutely. He sort of came a bit out of the blue for me this year in terms of super coach. Um, I guess with Parramatta doing so well, he, he he also did extremely well as a bit of the cornerstone of their pack. And, um, yeah, he's definitely one to watch for next year with super coach. Um, you're expecting also to get some more minutes. Um, you if you notice someone like Tim Manor, his minutes seem to be dropping away. So they've got to have someone there like Al, uh, like Nathan Brown, as, as we know, as we noted. Um, but also Alvaro is another one. I would assume would get some more minutes next year. So yeah, he's a, he's a good one to watch for next year. I should note about Alvaro. I think when he went off early and couldn't come back in that game against the Cowboys, the semi-final, I think that was a big blow to them. So I think he's I think he's a key Absolutely. part of their forward pack. Nelson Asafa Salomono is just below Alvaro, along with Tal Malolo. Nathaniel Petteru, perhaps somewhat surprisingly, and Jai Arrow, all going at 1.2. Uh, we love you know, the upside of Asafa Salomona, especially in Moneyball. Um, but you know, it's interesting to see those other guys there, like Petteru and Arrow. Arrow actually will be joining um, the Titans next year. Um, Paul Gallen is also in that list, and then you're looking at guys like Fafida Aumau, um, playing considering the amount of games he played, that's, that's quite interesting. And then going down a bit further, some guys I want to highlight. Alex Twall for the Tigers, because he might get extra minutes next year. Corey Jensen for the Cowboys, um, winning over that job from Matt Scott. That could be an interesting one next year. Um, Tim Glasby for the Storm, if he can get more minutes. Cio Talkiaho and Aaron Woods, along with Isaiah Papali from the Warriors and Trent Merrin from the Panthers. I think a lot of those guys you might just want to keep a little bit of an eye out. Um, and on Herman SA as well, going to the Knights, that could be an interesting one. He's right up there with the points per minute. One last thing I wanted to look at um, when reflecting on the Supercage season that was, was guys that um, ended up with the best uh, cost per point um, when you're looking at their original cost. So those cheapies we talked about at the start of the year and, and you kept your eye on who really did pay dividends. Nick Kotrick was the outstanding um, performer there, um, going at only $103 um, per point. And obviously I think he won the 
the rookie of the year. So you can see that that bore out with the fantasy stats as to real on-field play. Corey Hawira, Naira, Brian Kelly, Felice Kafusi are right up there. Um, Tautai Moga was another one. Angus Crichton, who we kind of keyed on from his big performances last year. Um, and we'll talk a bit about that, guys we've seen in the late end this year of what we think might improve next year. Um, then we look at guys like Marcelo Montoya, Adam Elliott, Jaden Braley. So I think a lot of those, I think this year, Andrew, and more than maybe most others, a lot of those cheapies really did hit and, and end up with good results for you. Um, and that's probably why we saw those large salary caps going to the end of, end of the year. Yeah, it was a, a bit surprising, actually. So you'd, you'd get someone into, you know, for instance, I, I, I grabbed in uh, Hawira Nero and I just thought I could make some money off him and then get rid of him and then I got rid of him. I did make some money, but he just kept on performing. Um, yeah. It was funny. Yeah, so, yeah, it was a, it was a weird season like that, but, I mean, it was hard to, I guess, predict that sort of that, those sort of numbers just with, um, you know, just trying to go with the old guns and cheapy strategy. So, um, yeah, oh, hopefully it doesn't happen too often next year. Uh, like, <laughs> I like my supercoach to be a bit more predictable. <laughs> well, in a way, it's unpredictable, is it? Because it That's isn't right, rare yeah. for it to happen. And and when you're analysing it, you sort of say, well, get rid of these guys now because that won't last. But then it does. and you almost benefit does, from, that's right. from um, being a bit lazy. Oh, I forgot to do the trades this week. Oh, what do you know? <laughs> Guys like Kafisi and Harry Renara have gone up again. But it happened through the whole season. Even guys like Dylan Edwards coming in later in the year, um, you know, going high up in, in price. Matt Eisenhoop, you know, he was a very late come on for the Tigers and, you know, that bore fruit. And not on our list here, but, um, you know, I know Matt Dufty was right near the end and even then... You know, some big games. Um, guys, we need to talk about the grand final itself now. And we will come back and just give a little bit of um, look forward to 2018. But we'll do that after we do the grand final predictions. Looking at the two teams, well, these are the teams that have been named pretty much through the final series for both Clubs, Billy Slater, fullback for the Storm, Vunavalu, Adokar, Wings, Chambers at right centre, Scott left centre, Munster left half, Cronk right half, Jesse Bromwich, Jordan McLean, Dale Finucane in the middle with Cameron Smith-Hooker, Felice Kafusi on the right, Tohu Harris on the left. I should also say Adokar left wing, Vunavalu right wing. And then you've got the bench of Kenny Bromwich, uh, Sofa Solomona, Glasby and Griffin. Look, they'll all play in the middle. The only one is Griffin, obviously, can play on an edge or at dummy half if required. The backup four of Jacks, Rocco, Stimson and Tonomapaya, we don't expect that they'll be needed um, unless there's some freak injury between now and kick off the Cowboys, Lachlan Coote at fullback, Kyle Felt right wing, Antonio Winterstein left wing, Justin O'Neill's been switched to left centre the last few weeks since coming back from injury, Kane Lynette will remain on the right. Tame Maria Mighton left half, Michael Morgan right half, um, Asiata, Bolton and Tom Maloda in the middle with Jake Granville dummy half, Gavin Cooper left edge, Ethan Lowe right edge. Ben Hampton will spell Granville, uh, Granville at the hooker for a short period where Cohen Hess, Corey Jensen and Sean Fenson will play in the middle and then they've got a four-man reserves of Thompson, Bowen, ULA and Matt Scott but um, I think we already know that it will be 117. 
And looking at the best from a money ball perspective, Cameron Smith leading the way. He gets a 10-point uptick for this game. We've seen um, dummy halves do well against the Cowboys generally um, throughout the year. So even though Cameron Smith's at 9,700, we think he's a must-own. After that, Will Chambers is a bit tougher. Um, he does get the uptick, um, but we know that Justin O'Neill switched sides, and Pete, he's a very good defensive centre, so the the upside of Chambers is pretty much capped with this move um, of O'Neill going to the left. Absolutely, and I think that's that's really helped the, the Cowboys in the last few weeks. He's a Queensland origin player, uh, probably smarting a little bit after getting uh, the boot after the first origin this year, but he's come back with a vengeance after his injuries and, and has looked really, really good. Yeah, I mean, that hit on Blake Ferguson, you know, to jolt the ball loose, that basically turned the game. Absolutely. And he was pretty good the week before as well. Um, out, out at left centre, pretty much shutting down whenever the, the Moses tried to spark something um, for the Eels on the right. Jason Tamalolo, 11,000. I'm not sure if that's just a touch too expensive. Um, we know how great he is. He know he'll probably pop um, top the, the props, so to speak. Um, but just at that cost, I wonder whether you can fit the other guys in there. Billy Slater, Cameron Munster, Michael Morgan, all highly rated. Vunavalu, Toho Harris, Ethan Lowe. Not a lot of upgrades. In fact, some of these guys even slight downgrades. But um, obviously, in such a tough game, a grand final, you're expecting that the Supercoach points will be lower than than normal. Um, looking for guys to hit on. Well, Cohen Hess could be an interesting one. Josh Adokar, uh, we've seen tries. Semi Radradra score against the Cowboys. Atril Mitchell on the left wing scored. So maybe Adokar similarly can get a try. Um, you know, it might even be a first try scorer, <laughs> Andrew, if you're looking at that market. Oh, yeah, he's. He can he can score a try, can't he? I mean, all he needs is half a sniff, and he, he's he's away. Um, that try that he scored that uh, Scott set up for him against the Bronx it was um, amazing. I mean, yeah, he just I know Boyd was injured, but he just stood him up, and then yeah, like I said, he had half a sniff there, had really no right to score that, and yeah, Storm streaked away. It was yeah, good to see. He's, he's wonderful to see in um, open space. Yeah, some of the big men like Scott Bolton, Tim Glasby, are decent. Um, value Nelson or so for Solomona as well and um, yeah the outside backs it's going to be tough for the Cowboys because the Storm really do shut you down there and some of the cheaper options are from North Queensland but very much um, tempered with the fact that the Storm are just so good defensively all right, well, let's move, and, uh, well, it's that time now where we go back to the start of the year, look at our predictions, and I should say Ryan not with us. He's painting the house this week. We'll start with his predictions at the start of the year and see how close he got. Well, he said Penrith for the Premiership. They got within two games, I guess. That's not you know, out of the realms, but we know that they probably underachieved throughout. The Storm runner-up, that could still happen. You know, they are favourites to win it, but not a bad prediction there. And Newcastle, Wooden Spoon, he said a three-way battle with the Tigers and Dragons. Well, he got half right. It was a battle with the Tigers most of the year, but the Knights ended up with the Wooden Spoon. So not a bad effort from Ryan there. Andrew, we start with your premiership. Or, or Actually, let's go the other way. Let's start with the Wooden Spoon. You got that one right, Newcastle. The runners-up, North Queensland. Well, you know, most pundits would say that's going to turn out to be right. 
with the Canberra Raiders Premiership not not quite getting <laughs> getting it all there. Yeah, I mean, we were speaking off here before, so this year I picked Canberra, and last year I picked the Warriors, and both of them didn't make the eight the year I picked them, so... Like I said, if you want me to curse someone, just uh, give me the prediction for next year. I'll, I'll take I'll take bribes. I don't, I don't mind. Well, I tip I tip the Storm to win it, and amazingly enough, the Cowboys runners up. So that could very well happen. Um, not just that, I said two team the two teams that will improve and may finish even top four. Eels and the Roosters will both dip. Where I went a little bit haywire is the Dragons for the wooden spoon from the Dogs and the Titans. Yeah, the Dogs and Titans underwhelmed, but they weren't really wooden spoon contenders. And obviously the Dragons, not even close. Pete, I apologise wholeheartedly and reservedly. <laughs> I will not be tipping them to get the wooden spoon next year, mark my words. I, I don't know who it will be, but I'll make that guarantee now. And I should say... We're all bowing potentially to you. We'll know more Sunday night, but based upon what we know with Melbourne's strong favourites, you've called a Storm Premiership, North Queensland runner-up, and Newcastle wooden spoon, but only by two. Can't get much closer than that, mate. I hope that you put your uh, money where your mouth is and you're sitting pretty right now, but not that we condone that sort of behaviour, but certainly... Well done um, with the predictions. But again, it's all... <laughs> Sunday night, we'll know it all. We, weren't, we don't want to quit the cart before the horse. The Storm haven't won it yet, but certainly, all things being equal, they're pretty strong favourites. Looks like that you... Oh, they'll win, Paul. They'll yeah. win. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well done, Pete. And uh, those predictions are a bit of fun, but no, that's awesome. Well done. Um, yeah, it's always fun to get back on that. The tweets, we just had the one best cheapies for 2018. I think I mentioned one that you were talking about before the show, Andrew, uh, in Jai Arrow being a good points per minute candidate from this year, and he's moving to the Gold Coast. So there's a couple of couple of sort of upticks, I guess, for him as a potential cheapie next year. Yeah, I mean, I heard massive, well, not massive, just big raps on him um, coming into this year, and I don't know what's happened. I just I haven't really seen too much of him, whether it's just been a little bit out of form or just a bit out of favour or just a bit injured. But, yeah, just haven't seen much of him. Um, like I said, big raps on him. And I heard comparisons to the great CP10, Corey Parker. Um, so, I mean, if he's anything like him in Supercoach, I mean, mm. sign me up right now. But, I mean... <laughs> It'll obviously take him a little while to get settled and he's still a kid but like I said I heard big raps on him and we saw what the move did for Jared Wallace uh, super coach yeah. and, and in, in his footy footy wise so maybe 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 that's a good omen there so yeah I'm gonna keep an eye on him and maybe he won't be dirt, he won't be a cheapy cheapy out, out and out cheapy but he'll be cheap enough to um to have a look at opportunity knocks for Jai arrow Pete Last year, I know you were on the Cohen Hess train very early and picked that one correctly. Are there any guys that you've spotted in the finals or leading into the finals this year that you think, you know, keep an eye on going into next year? I have to say, in the last few rounds, um, uh, reviewing a couple of the Tigers games, I was really impressed with your two young guys, young Eisenhuth and and Masters. Um, I'm not sure whether they're going to be that cheap at the beginning of next year. I would be interested to see, but they're both very, very impressive to me. Um, 
I also like what you said about um, young uh, SASA going from Brisbane to Newcastle. I think he'd certainly be one to watch as well. Yeah, I think Eisenhut's going to be a keeper. Um, he plays big minutes, and the big key there will be to see um, whether Elijah Taylor will play on an edge, because if that's the case, Eisenhut will wrap up number 13 and play 60 to 70 minutes the way that we saw Cleary go at the end of this year. And we're going to do an off-season podcast, so we'll go through gains and losses and look at team makeups. Uh, when we do the off-season one in a couple of months, we'll probably get in more in-depth in that sort of stuff. But I love Eisenhut for next year. Um, a couple of guys, I know Corey Jensen's been a bit in the news um, for the fact that Matt Scott, you know, was he going to come back, take Jensen's spot? We saw his points per minute, they're quite good. He's quite been quite valuable on, on Moneyball at the very cheap cost, not playing a lot of minutes right now. Obviously, if he gets a few more minutes, he should be very low cost next year. I'm intrigued to see what Melbourne do, um, losing Tahu Harris. Does Joe Stimson get a spot um, playing 80 minutes? We've seen what he can do when that happens. Still should be well, um, should be should be very affordable. Um, and a guy, he's not, look, he's not going to be a cheapie, but Brodie Croft's going to be one to watch. Um, unfortunately, he's done so well, his cost's going to be up high. But I think that's another guy. Just looking at um, some of those finals lineups, um, guys that, you know, you're looking for people building momentum. And, you know, that it probably isn't as much this year as it has been other years. Um, but certainly there's a, there's a couple for you anyway. Gav, um, as in regards to the best cheapies for 2018. Well, final predictions. Uh, I think we're all tipping the storm, but has anyone got um, a first try score or, or some sort of exotic bet, Andrew? I think Storm would do it easy. I think it's going to be Storm 13+. plus. I know that Cowboys have played so well and everyone's given a rap, but, I mean, you got to remember, they stumbled into the... Into the um, into the semis and I'm not saying that they don't deserve to be there but I mean they just needed they needed a lot of help to get into there and I, I just think Melbourne are way too good to, to let to be have their guard down so they've done yeah, well Melbourne to do they've it done well to get this far and yeah, yeah we've seen right. over I, the I, years I'm not, I'm not trying to nah. uh, dampen or rain on their parade but I just think Melbourne are way too good seen it over the years haven't haven't we Parramatta 2009 Balmain 1988 there's been a few others as well, but the grand final usually is one hurdle too far. Pete, any last predictions? Any first try score? Well, I've been saying Melbourne all year, um, but gee, the Cowboys have been impressive. The way they just the way they just strangled the life out of Parramatta a couple of weeks ago, and then did similarly to the Roosters last week. I've I've been super impressed by them. I think I reckon Melbourne will win it, but I think it's going to come right down to the wire, guys. I don't think there'll be any more than six in it. And I reckon that um, there's there's one there's going to be a spectacular winger try, and, and I'll tell you what, you can't get past Kyle Felt for scoring a try in a big game. I think he's going to be there or thereabouts, putting one down in the corner at some vital point in time. Um, but I just think that Melbourne will be just a little bit too good. Yeah, I don't mind either Addo Carr or Cameron Munster, even Tyler Harris or Curtis Scott. I think someone on that left from Melbourne for first try score. And obviously I think the Storm will win it. I think they deserve it in the best team all year. 
Well, thanks very much, guys, and uh, have a great off-season. Thank you so much for everything throughout the year. Great to do the, the GF podcast and you know, just tie a bow on it, I guess. And we're gonna, like I said, we're going to be back in the off-season with, with the off-season um, movements, player movements, and just how we foresee the new coaches as well. Dean Pay just been announced from Canterbury. We've already got the changes at Souths and still waiting on Gold Coast. Um, so that's going to be good topics of discussion as well for the off-season, but we'll leave you there now. We do have the World Cup. Um, Not sure. (laughs) Not sure if I'll be watching too much of it, enjoying a bit of a break from rugby league, just for a little while, if you don't mind. (laughs) All right, thanks again, guys, and enjoy the grand final, and we'll talk to you again next season. Thank you to all our loyal listeners. Uh, couldn't do it without you. I am Paul Cassette Capulli G. Bye for now.